Uganda. He, uh, man, this is, he's a legend within the C3 circles. He's actually a, a Eastern Africa uh, coordinator, gets alongside uh, Pat and Amanda Ancliffe and uh, helps us to run that region. We have 80 C3 churches in that part of the, uh, of the world, which is so impressive. They have uh, their, their annual uh, conference coming up in like two or three weeks that uh, Pastor Rock is organising. Not only does he do that, but he runs a very, uh, you know, a very successful, influential uh, church in not one, not two, three, about to be four locations in Uganda. And check this church. Some of them are six to seven hours drive away from each other. That's like Natalie and I saying, we're going to start an extension service in Coffs Harbour. Like that is impressive. And uh, we just want to really honour you for what you're doing in the kingdom of God. The presence of God is upon you. You are anointed. And I just know how, what a great job you're doing for Pastor Phil and Chris and our movement in Africa. So can we give them a really, really great welcome here tonight? This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would can we do some Africa here? Come on, put your hands together. Go. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life, and I would be set free. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is amazing grace. Put your hands together, go. This is a family love. That you will take my place. That you will bear my African moves, come on, wave your hands. Ah. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, this is Easter. It's amazing, Rose. Ah. Are you ready for something else? Go, go, Nana. Another side, go. Give him praise. <laughs> give your neighbor a high five and then you may be seated. And let's give it up for the band. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. Wow. This feels like home. Ah. 
Let's give it up for Pastor Natalie and Hartley. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for making me feel at home. Amen. It's really good. You know, they interviewed us last time at Presence. I was with Pat. And they said, can you talk about why Africans are enthusiastic when they are praising? And this is what I said. I said, do you have like night gigs, nightclubs here? Do, okay. I happen to come to this suburb. It's called Kabalagala. It's called Pancake in Kampala. And it has all these pubs, the, the hardcore places where you can go. And, and, and the music is loud there. I don't know whether you have such places here. Do you? Uh, and, and do those guys, are they reserved? When they get there, are they still Australian? Do they do it the Aussie way? How do they do it? Now let me ask why. Because they're excited. Isn't it? And then when you have a funeral here, how do they do it? Is it Aussie way? <laughs> you know, there is something. Um, Jairus lost a daughter. And, and when Jesus came by, they were hired, these, these funeral service guys who were hired, and they were crying, they were weeping. But the, the only way I know they were hired, when Jesus started saying, the little girl is asleep, and she's going to wake up, the Bible says the same people who are crying started to laugh. And, and, and my mind tells me, that, you know, if you're the mother of that kid, you can't laugh, even if something funny was said. So, so I know all, all the weeping was a pretense. And, and, and actually, if you're weeping, whether you're in Sydney or in Kampala, Uganda, you're still weeping. Is that true? Yeah. If you're happy, the expression might be different. But actually, you can't remain the same when something good happens to you. <laughs> you, you it's, it's different. Even in Africa, it's different. If you go to the West, it's like this. Now, that's, that's the dancing. If you, if, you go, if you come to the Central, it's a little bit... <laughs> if you go to other areas, if you go to Nigeria, it's, you know, it's different. Now, now, uh, what I want to see in church is what do Aussies do when they are excited? That's it. In your culture, in your way. How, and that's C3. That's about this movement. It's about us expressing ourselves freely in, in our own cultures. It's not a box, but it's this thing. Have a good time. Have a party in church. Amen. And, and, and I love this about this church. Thank you for releasing us. Thank you for, 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 for allowing the spirit of God to move here. 
And, and I told the people who were interviewing us, I simply told them, well, when someone pricks you, there is no way you can cry out in a humble Aussie way. It's impossible. As long as you're feeling pain, you scream. <laughs> and you're like, no, stop it. And then if, if someone, if you just went back home and you found like a check in, 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 in the mail, one million dollars. Don't tell me the Aussie thing will come back. You will what? 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 So that's what I want to see in church. This is Resurrection Sunday. I want you to be excited. <laughs> that's the best news you can hear about. Amen. Uh, uh, Deborah, 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 come on. You can. My wife is. is, is... She spoke something last time, but today is for me. Just say hi, church. Happy Easter. She still wants to speak, but we love her so much. So, Deborah, let's give it up for Deborah. She. It's an opportunity for me to be here. Uh, I bring you greetings from Uganda. Uh, isn't it amazing how many miles? Over 13,000, 15,000 miles. These places are the farthest you can come right near heaven, the closest, the other farthest would be heaven. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's very far. <laughs> and, 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 and do you know what brings us here? Presence conference. To us, it's very expensive because our tickets this time, both tickets went for $4,000 return flights. So it was really expensive because our visas were not approved earlier and, and, and buying the tickets was the, the Australian government changed the system of application so it, we had to go through it and it took a long process so it is very expensive for us to come but it's worth it Just these 10 days, you don't know what I've been telling Deborah, what we've been talking. I'm stretched. I'm poor. I'm, I'm not the same. There are, there, are, there are some things you can't jump in and remain the same. You, you, can't, you can't jump into a river and remain the same. It's impossible. There are several things that are going to be birthed just out of this trip. And I already talked to my leaders. I was telling your pastor, we are, we are starting an extension service. And I'm, and I'm putting everything to it, making it happen. And, and, and no one told me that. But as the sharings were going on, something clicked in my mind. Something, faith comes by hearing. Something told me, rock, you can do it. It can happen. Just go for it. And, and, and you know, you guys around here are just sitting next to the pool. You've read about Bethsida? You know how a man could sit there for 38 years? 
and wait for an angel to come and stir the water and no one helps him to go into the pool. And then one day, a living pool walks right to where the man was, Jesus. And he says, do you want to walk? And the man begins, well, you see my busy schedule. You see I can't buy, can't register right now. You see the bills, the angels tiring the water. Someone goes, do you want to walk? 38 years, you're seated at the pool. Do you want to register for the conference? And, and there is a discount if you do it. <laughs> and that is ending tomorrow. And you know you can save yourself $100. And you're like, but Rock, what if I go for a holiday during presence? Is that your plan? Well, if you're not around during presence 2018, you will bless someone with it, which, which is really good. So I encourage you, please, don't wait for 38 years when the pool has walked next to you. You have the opportunity. Just jump online and register for the conference, period. Okay, can you touch your neighbor and say, register for the conference? <laughs> The discount is for you. <laughs> Do you know how many people would love to come here just to attend the conference, just to listen to these world-class preachers? How many liked it? The water and the wilderness. <laughs> Somehow these things connect us, bring us together, and like ignite a fire in our lives. Man, I can't do what that guy did, but <laughs> he's Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you either go to church <laughs> or you go there in a coffin. <laughs> well, my time, I'm on my time. It's okay. Part of it. What, what would you preach if it's your last preaching and then you go home? The next day, tell stories. And if you're dry, you don't have what to preach, just tell. Preaching is easy. Tell a little bit of stories and be funny and then go back home. <laughs> the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. I, I'm just going to speak something about this. Uh, today is Easter. There's some things he told us. This is not in the scriptures that, that, that I plan to read. So I'll just read it. If you're a Bible reader, you know where it is. And you can trust me. Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. There are some things that the Lord wanted us to do oftenly. There are some, some sacraments, some sacred things that he wanted us to do. Uh, there's another sacrament we do. We do baptism. When you get saved, we immerse you in water. 
And that is a sacrament. There's another thing that we do. Holy communion. We, we commune. Good Friday, I was at Oxford Falls and we had a communion service. I don't know what happened here. So, so same, glory to God. These sacraments, and, and there are these things that we always use. Someone said the cross. You, you will see these churches with a cross. And, and somewhere we'll have them, all these symbols. And, and they point to one thing. They, they just point to Easter. They point to the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And you know, he said, do these things in remembrance of me. So he was like saying, you may forget many things. There are lots of things in my life, my, my, my growing up. There are lots of words that I spoke. The way I lived my life, the way I had company with people, that is all important. But I want you to do something. I want you to do something ritualistic. It's like a ritual. I want you to do a ceremony. I want you to do something that is physical, that is practical, that will always point you back to something that is very significant and important. And that is my death, my burial, and my resurrection. You know, that is very, very significant. There are very many things God will ask us to do, but, but, but this thing, he's asking us to do it, but he has also attached some, some ceremonies to it, some, some ritualistic things to it, such that our human mind can connect to his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Back home where I come from, Easter is, is about eating food. And you know, it's not a balanced diet. It's, if you've been having rice, you just have a lot of rice. So it's, it's, it's bigger amounts of food. It's more about clothing. It's more about um, 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 just having fun and being free that day. Not going to the plantations. And, 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 and that's what happens down there. But Easter is, is Sunday, actually, not only Easter. It's, it's, it's not just about all those things. It's not just a holiday. Come on, Aussies. It's, it's not a, just a holiday. It's about remembering his death, his burial, his resurrection. Now, it's not just remembering. Remembering is the first thing you do. After remembering it, you need to connect to his death, his burial. And his resurrection. You know, that's it. You, you need to know him. I want to know him. And, and fellowship in his suffering. I want to know his power. I want to know more about him. So th this, is, this is what, this is the instance uh, in my understanding of, of Easter. Can you turn with me to Romans chapter number 6, verse 4 to 6. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, 
we, will, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness, in, in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our older man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. I'll read another scripture and I will be done. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 and verse 11. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, be conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Amen. Now, now remembering God's death, Jesus' death, not God, not, not, not. Theological, there's a lot of theological debate about that. When Jesus died, does it mean God died? If Jesus is, oh no, let me leave that. <laughs> but God doesn't die. I'm a theologian. I love, I love such uh, discussions, but they are good and easy. Now, now, fellowshipping, remembering his death, connecting to his death, connecting to his burial and his resurrection. Actually, when you remember what he went through, what happens to you? What happens on the inside? When you relate his life with your life, what actually happened? There are things that the Bible is is, is presenting to us here. And, and when we connect ourselves, when we align ourselves to this scripture, it, it brings a message of confidence. It, it brings a message to us that, that, that we cannot just live there. You can't go through this whole process, the process of death, the process of burial, and the process of resurrection and remain the same. It is impossible. You, you can't go through this process and remain the same. Well, it's not a pleasant process. It's, it's good when we talk about resurrection. People love resurrection. Few people like death. Not even few. All of us hate death. And actually, when it comes to burial, that is even the worst. In my country, when you lose someone, people cry. And when it comes to committing them, to the ground, the crying multiplies. That shows, oh, we thought he's dead, but actually they are burying him, so he's gone forever. So it's death. Death separates us from things. And then burial seemingly tells us it will never come back again. It's separated from you, but you can still look at the corpse Somehow, well, though you don't have hope, but yet it's still around. I, I can still see it. It's dead, but it's there. How many of us have dead things in our lives, but at least we can still touch them? 
I know this thing is dead, but I can still touch it. I know this marriage is dying, but I can still touch it. This business is dead, but I can still get hold on it. Now, that is one thing. But then there comes a time when they need to bury the dead thing. And they need to roll that stone there. They are simply saying, man, you're too dead. It's impossible for you to come out. We've closed the chapter on you. You're finished. We won't remember you. We won't sympathize with you. The ones who are mourning and weeping, you're wasting your time. This thing is not just dead, but it's buried. And all the hopes, all the promises, everything that you had in connection to that thing is just gone in a blue. And you know, that happened to us. That happened to us when we came to Christ. In a twinkling of an eye, something happened. We went through this process. We went through a death. That is justification. We went through a death. We went through a burial. And we were raised with him. But that is one. But even now still in sanctification, we are going through a death. <laughs> we are going through a burial. And, and, and a resurrection daily. And, and at glorification, definitely we are going to be glorified. We are going to be glorified. We, we are going to be, you know, a justification. We are saved from the wages of sin. Then, then we are being saved from the practice of sin. And that glorification, it is going to be from the presence of sin. Where we can't see it anymore. Where it's gone. But, but, but what I'm talking about right now is your life. Paul says, I want to know you. Let me just read it as it is. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I think this whole thing around Easter, around Resurrection Sunday, is, is that we may know him. We want to know him more. If we look at his life, especially if we focus on his death, on his burial, and on his resurrection, it will be easier for us to know him because that was the peak of his mission. Every other thing he did was pointing to his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Talk about it. The feeding of the 5,000. Talk about it. Raising Lazarus from the dead. Talk about it. Everything was pointing to this very last thing. If Jesus had done everything well and then missed this thing, that would be a failed mission. So that's one thing. Paul says that I may know him, Jesus Christ, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead, buried with him. And, and in our daily lives, in our daily lives, we, we, we need to yearn so much to, 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 to interpret the situations we are going in through in relation to what Christ went through. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen.
who for the for the hope laid ahead of him he scorned the shame despised the cross Amen. And is now seated at the right hand of the Father. We need to read him like a book. We need to look into him. But more importantly, at his death. How many things in our lives today are dying? I'm not talking about things that are dying because of carelessness. I'm talking about things that are getting out of grip beyond your control. I'm talking about these things that are seemingly, these lives, these things you love so much, but they are going away. I'm talking about these things that you, you, you love dearly, these things you, you crave for, these things you fight for, but you see them dying. It's, it, it may be in your finances, it may be in your kids, it may be in your marriage, it may be in your ministry, wherever you are, and, and you're like, I need to keep this thing, but it's going away. And, and, and look here at, at, at how you have to respond to some of these things. Madhu was talking about the wilderness, the water, and the wilderness. How the Spirit of God can lead you to a wilderness. How you can willingly walk into an area when you're like, this is a wilderness. And then you're like, I'm ready. I'm willing. Of course, there is a crying. There is a crying. Jesus cried. Gethsemane. You know what happened? It's, it's, it's a process. It's, it's a process. But, but this is what we go through every day. This is what we go through every day. That, that sometimes a cross, you know, you know, fellowshipping with Jesus. Jesus carried a cross. And, and then here the Bible says, carry your cross and follow him. And, and, and one preacher was making fun and he was saying, some of us, we come with our cross to church. We go back home with our cross. Maybe your business is the cross. And some of us, maybe your kids is the cross you're carrying. Some of us, maybe the marriage. I may be talking here and you're like, but pastor, my cross is right here. You know, I have to keep this marriage, though I don't want. And you know, you have to carry and follow. But, but, but you know, this is what I know. Sometimes, in, in letting go, sometimes when we are willing to go through the death, sometimes when we are willing to go through the burial, sometimes when we are willing to go there, not because we are going to stay there, but because we have faith, we believe in resurrection. Sometimes, some things we should let them go for us to get them back. And that is the most important thing that I, that, that, that I have, that I connect to. That, that sometimes I need to connect in his suffering. Sometimes it can be tough, but I just need to say, well, this is what is happening for now. And sometimes, even as you press on, the thing you are trying, it's dead. It ends up being buried. But who tells you the story of Jesus ends at the cross? It doesn't end at the cross. Actually, even the disciples, the apostles who were walking with him, when this guy was buried, 
they forgot all about him. They thought he would never come out of the grave. You, you, know, you, know, you know, if you're still thinking that this thing will come back, that means it's not dead. Dead is when you say it's closed chapter. This contract can't go through. Closed chapter. This marriage will never work. I mean, we must sign the divorce papers. Closed chapter. This kid will never get better. Closed chapter. This will never work out. Closed chapter. This church will never work out. Closed chapter. This campus will never go. Closed chapter. It's dead. It's dead. And I close all the plans and it's not going to work. It's, I've finished. I'm done. My mind has come to the end. But then all of a sudden, that day, Jesus, when he was going through the process, Peter denied him. Peter the rock. Amen. Peter the guy who had received the revelation, you are the Christ. You see, Jesus had told him, you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. And, and I guess Peter was like, not me. But you know, the little girl, servant girl, you man, you should be. I don't know him. Three times. I want, how did Peter, what do you think? came to Peter's mind when he knew Jesus had resurrected. Knowing when I denied him, he looked at me. <laughs> but you know, that's not our God. That's not our God. That, that, that's sometimes when we go through these processes, sometimes our humanity will cause us to be weak, but he doesn't let us go. Jesus didn't tell Peter, you guy, you just denied me three times. You, you, I'm not going to build anything on you. You're nothing. No, no, no. no. That's not where he began. Some, God understands us. He knows that it's hard. Sometimes we will break. You know, we are not, we are not steel. We are not made of steel. <laughs> we are flesh and blood. We are born again. <laughs> we are in the process. So sometimes it's hard on us. But let me tell you one thing. Always looking unto this message should always give you hope. This church is not a cemetery. This church is not a hospital. This is the presence of God. And in the presence of God, anything can happen. As I conclude tonight, I want to encourage you, if you've been going through certain kind of death, and even if it has gone to the level of a burial, I want you to believe God for a resurrection. This is not a resuscitation. I'm saying it's a resurrection. It's not trying to pump something that was dying and come on, raise upon your feet. I want as I conclude this message, as we wrap up this Easter Sunday, to believe with someone today, just shortly. If, if, if there is something you call dead in your life. I want us to call it back. You know, no, 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 we can speak to dead things. Jesus Christ, when Lazarus died, he tried to explain stuff to Mary and Martha and they were not understanding it. 
we know he will resurrect at the end. And he said, well, all these living guys are disturbing me. Let me talk to one who can't ask questions. Lazarus, come out. And the dead doesn't ask any question. When you say, you dead guy, come. And that's what I tell people. Rather than wasting your time arguing with your husband, just talk to the thing that is dead. Speak to it. If that is what is, speak to what is bothering you. Dead things don't ask questions. They don't explain things. Talk to them. Call them. I command you. If it's a bad habit you don't like, don't bother the person. Deal with it. Straight off. There is one time in our house, we didn't have things in our home. We didn't have stuff in our home. My wife woke up at around 3 a.m. in the night. And I said, what the heck is going on in my house? She started kicking everything. You sits. I don't like you. You are leaving this house. You plates. This is not the cutlery I want here. And I said, what's wrong with my wife? But you know, she was like, well, Rock, you won't understand this. But these things, dead things can hear me. They will understand. And you know, things began to change. Just lift up your hands. In Jesus' name. I want you to lift up your voice and speak to that dead thing in your life, whatever it is. Let me tell you, it, those things can come back to life, whatever they are, whatever they are. That's the resurrection power of Jesus. Just lift up your voice right now. In Jesus' name, we want to speak to everything that is dead, everything that has been declared buried, everything that has been declared buried in our lives, be it finances, be it family, be it studies, be it business, whatever has been declared dead, whatever was put a full stop on right now, I want to speak to you in the name of Jesus. I command you to come back to life. I speak restoration in Jesus' name. When God restores us, when he resurrects us, we become better than we were before we died. So right now, I want to speak in Jesus' name. The resurrection power of Jesus in your life. In the name of Jesus, I release the resurrection power of Christ in your life. If it's a sickness in your body, I speak healing right now. In Jesus' name, right now. In Jesus' name, right now. I speak a resurrection in your family, in your finances, in your kids. I command you, whatever you are, come back to life. In Jesus' name, come back to life. In Jesus' name, come back to life. In Jesus' name, let's give him praise and glory in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.